before getting deeper into this contemplation of the metaphysical problems of proper names, anyone listening to this to these episodes should have listened already to the philosophy of language episodes, because much of this contemplation assumes and builds upon the knowledge and understanding of modern philosophy of language. Really, all modern philosophy, including metaphysics and ontology, begins with an understanding and contemplation of the nature of language and having a philosophy of language. As we ended the last episode, we will start this episode by concentrating on the proper name Joe as being the I of I am. I am Joe. Without doubt, I exist, and I use the words such as I am Joe to mean my existence. As contemplated in the Philosophy of Language podcast, the problems start when I try to take this existentialist language and try to talk about it. Whereof one cannot speak, therefore one must be silent. But we can't, because these are important questions. What happens then? When I tell reality, I am Joe, what do the words mean at that point? As discussed in the Philosophy of Language podcast, the temptation is to say that the words directly point to a sense experience. If I walk up to the solitary child on a deserted island, or on the deserted island of our Philosophy of Language podcast examples, who has never talked to anyone before, and say to the child, Joe, and point to myself, the temptation is that I have directly pointed the child to my existence, and the word Joe directly refers to my existence and his, or in the child's sense experience of my existence. However, when we actually contemplate reality, we see such as not the meaning of language, including not the meaning of I am Joe. If I say I am Joe to the child and then point to myself, I would then have to wait to see what happens to determine if my meaning got across. If the child goes and gets a sweater for me, my conclusion would be that the child misunderstood what I was saying. It thought I was cold. I would then say and point to whatever else is necessary to eliminate the child getting a sweater every time I said, I am Joe. This kind of speaking of words and action and counteraction might go on for minutes, hours, or days until the actions of the child caused by my words, I am Joe, are considered by me as acceptable responsive actions to my saying the words, I am Joe. At which point does the child have a sense experience or understanding of the I, of I am Joe, of the existentialist I, of I am Joe, of the same consciousness of I that I have when I say I am Joe? No, all we know is that these words were useful to get the wanted actions from the child. In reality, I do not even know what the I of I am Joe is, except for what I may be doing or how I may be acting at the moment I said it. Is the I of I am Joe the same as when I was born, when I was in high school and college last year? Would the I of that same Joe be the same the next hour in the future? Existentialist words, without doubt, have the existentialist meaning that I exist. This existentialist consciousness is the same as long as it exists and is conscious. But as soon as we put these existentialist words into a language, their meaning becomes their usefulness, just as with all other words. This is the convoluted problem with the duality of words discussed in the Philosophy of Language podcast. It is not true that proper names such as Nixon or Napoleon refer to the same existing sense experience in all possible worlds. 
Nixon and Napoleon are not the same if they were never president or emperor, no more than the, than the word chair refers to the same chair every time we say chair. The meanings of proper nouns, as with all proper nouns, including the proper noun I, I am Joe, are their usefulness when used and spoken in language with others in the same way that the language of life even existentialist meanings of I become solely useful once actually used as language. The existentialist meaning of the I of I am should be something of which we cannot speak and therefore we should be silent, but we don't because it's an important issue. In terms of existentialist language, only I exist in all possible worlds in which I exist. Nixon, Napoleon, Pegasus, the Loch Ness Monster, so forth, as far as language goes, only exist is an opposition to my existentialist I and its will to power, and are described by words whose meaning are their usefulness. To the existentialist me, the word Pegasus is just as real as the word Nixon. Both are measured and given meaning by their usefulness and by nothing else. Just as the morning star and the evening star become one sense experience once their usefulness becomes Venus, all proper names or existentialist References, except for the existentialist I of I am, are subject to revision depending on their usefulness in the fabric of language. Even the meaning of I, when used in a language game, is subject to revision in terms of usefulness. It is only the existentialist reality of this I, something of which we cannot speak and therefore should be silent, that does not change. Hopefully this foundation will allow you and all workers to successfully contemplate all metaphysical problems is really just being language game problems that do not create any reality but only are useful for the I of I am to fight with or to try to control reality, useful in the I's will to power. But where, where does this leave ontology? Since I exist and thus I can study my own being and give an answer to the ontological question of what is being, has the servant ontology taken over from its master metaphysics? Where's, where does this leave metaphysics? <laughs>